what governance means in normal, everyday terms and name concrete tasks to move board members more deeply into their governing role. Hello and welcome to the Nonprofit Radio Show, a podcast with tips and tools for small nonprofits. If you feel in the dark about how to run a nonprofit, sunshine is on its way. I'm Nancy Bacon, and I'm joined by Sarah Brooks, and I really want to talk about board governance. Really? Is this some sort of graduate-level course on boards that I thankfully missed? Yeah, it is. Let's get really, really esoteric and talk in really vague, unknown terms so that nobody has any clue what we're talking about. (laughs) Sounds like fun. (laughs) We got to get our listenership up. So let's really make sure it's (laughs) incomprehensible. Well, no. So here's the thing. If you if you look up board, you know, what do boards do? Anything you look up, it's going to say govern. And I finally realized, what the heck does that mean? Like, I, I I honestly, like, what does govern mean? I think it's the word that we all think we really should know, and we have a vague understanding of it. But I don't actually think we have a clear understanding of it when it comes to boards. And so I, the more I've been thinking and kind of digging into the word, I realized that if we actually truly understood what govern means... I think it would be so un- it would be incredibly powerful. It would unlock incredibly good stuff for our boards. Well, I'm excited to hear that and I'm excited to unpack it, especially if we promise not to have any Latin in here. Oh, sh- oh. Okay. <laughs> let, let me just rewrite my notes for a second. Okay. <laughs> okay, now so the goal here is to to use words that that normal everyday people can understand and So I was recently updating my board curriculum on the Nonprofit Learning Center, and I decided to look up governance. We are always looking up words, right? And this is where it's hard to find a definition that works for nonprofits. It's always about governing in a public sector, like governing in government. And so the definition of governance that I finally landed on was the structure used by a group of people to make decisions maintain accountability, and lead on what matters. All right. I think I'm with you, but we might have to unpack those a little bit. Well, and that's exactly what I want to do because there's four parts to that. So the structure used by a group of people to make decisions. So we have structure and make decisions maintain accountability, and lead on what matters. So each of those four concepts, if we unpack them, it becomes so powerful. All right, let's do it. Okay, so this gets at like, what is the job of a board member? A board member is supposed to govern. What does that mean? It means these four types of activities. So let's take them one by one. Establish a structure. So a board is kind of tasked with mission, vision, values, policies, procedures, you know, operational systems, success metrics. So just creating a structure and the elements of the structure that allow the nonprofit to do its work. Right. And some of the our listeners may be with organizations where that structure is super well established. And some of our listeners may be with new organizations where that structure needs to be created. And if you're new, that's the place to start. 
um, before you get too far into the other pieces of governing, making sure you have a really solid structure in place is kind of what I, I think of it as the bumper lanes in the bowling alley. It's what mm-hmm. it's what keeps you on track with everything else, as unglamorous as it is. And if you are with an organization that you think has a good structure, it's really important at least once a year to take a look at all of that um, elements of those bare bones foundations of your organization and make sure the structure is still working um, for your organization where it is. Mm, Absolutely. I love the idea of the bumper lanes in the bowling alley because that's exactly right. I mean, where exactly the ball goes is kind of up to like gravity and everything else. But just having a a framework, just having kind of, you know, a zone of operation, so to speak, um, that is the job of the board. And it needs to be right sized to your organization. So if you're a small all volunteer group doing just wonderful work in a community, your structure is going to be small and simple. So no way am I saying, you know, you have to have this, you know, tome of policies and procedures that are sitting on the shelf. But just this notion of of thinking about structure is a a great first step. I agree. So the second area of governance that is so interesting is that the board makes decisions. And just if you think about, sometimes I like to think like really the only reason you have a board is to make decisions, right? It's to make decisions, consequential decisions that move your mission forward. That's why you have a board. So you think about those decisions, our budget, the different pieces that move you forward. Making decisions also means you've got to think about how you're making decisions and and that diversity of perspective on your board so that you do make good decisions. And to think about all the stuff you need to know to make decisions. Like if you just unpack how to make decisions, that really is a great zone of activity for a board. Absolutely. And I think this is one of those critical areas where nonprofit organizations are different than for-profit organizations. So most for-profit organizations uh, don't have a board of any kind. If you're publicly traded, you have a you know board and that's a whole different ball of wax. But if you take your you know local grocery store, uh, chances are, you know, it doesn't have a board. The decision is sort of held by the owner and their kind of senior staff. Um, and nonprofits, we we function in this wonderful space of the public trust. We're given lots of advantages as organizations. We don't have to pay tax, things like that, because what we're doing is held in the public trust. And therefore, we have a responsibility and accountability to make sure that the decisions that are being made are being made on behalf of the public. And so that can't be one or two people who think the same way. Uh, That's why boards need to have not only a larger number of people than just a handful, um, but those people, as you say, need to reflect uh, lots of different perspectives within your community and bring different levels of expertise or, or different types, I mean, of expertise to an issue. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, which is a perfect segue to our third category of kind of governance, and that is maintaining accountability. Those decisions connect d- directly to maintaining accountability. And that whole, co- it's accountability to the community, accountability to the government that gave you that tax exempt status. It's accountability to your donors, and it's accountability just to your organization around risk assessment and all of that. Yep. Yep. The board is the holder of the trust. That that that's this this fragile egg that they hold. And so the discussions at a board meeting should be about 
Are we making an ethical decision? Are we making a legally responsible decision? Are we making a decision we can publicly defend in the in the kind of court of public opinion? Um, how, or how will we uh, talk to people who might disagree with the decision we're about to make? All of those factors are, in, in my mind, in this accountability part of governance. And it shows up in the kinds of conversations you're having as you go to make a hard decision. And I think so these th- these first three categories of governance, I think most nonprofits have a pretty good sense about or, or maybe haven't labeled them, but get have a general sense that they need a structure, they need to make decisions and there's compliance and things like that. The fourth category of governance is lead on what matters. And this is the one where I think some board members feel like this isn't a zone of action. This isn't what they are supposed to be doing. And yet it very much is that the issues that matter to your cause or your work or your community or whatever it is you're talking about, that is part of the job description. So that means being an advocate, being a thought leader, engaging in research and contributing to research cheerleading, celebrating, you know, all of those things that come from being a leader in your community. Absolutely. And, you know, we've talked about this as an example in previous episodes, but um, I still have emblazoned in my mind the email footer I received from someone where they had listed, you know, what their job was and then also where they served on boards in their footer, right? And what a great example of being that cheerleader or that sharer of information. And then there was a web link to the organization. This category, I think, sometimes can sound overwhelming to board volunteers. Like, oh my gosh, you want me to now spend, I'm already spending all these hours making decisions and feeling responsible and accountable. And now you want me to, you know, be out being this cheerleader. But sometimes it can be very small things that make a huge difference. Absolutely. And and so I think, you know, how could a board member or a board use these four categories? You know, we'll make sure they they are listed and, and you have information in the show notes. And how I would do it, I would take these four categories and bring them to a board meeting and just without any of our ideas, just ask fellow board members, how do we show up? You know, how do we establish a structure? How do we make decisions? You know, have some good conversations about these four categories and maybe get some feedback. Like, are we doing it well? What could we improve? How are we, you know, what else What else could we do that we're not thinking about? It's a great basis for an annual board evaluation. It's kind of self-evaluation of how you're doing. I also think it's a really interesting moment to talk about uh, as a board, whether you want to make sure all of these bases are covered by everyone on the board or whether, you know, certain people are maybe better suited to take the lead on some more than others and how to then divide the work. So, you know, I've definitely seen organizations where every board member understands they have roles and responsibilities in all categories. And I've seen examples of boards that work well, where, you know, one or two people are like, hey, we're really, you know, I'm an attorney by training. I'm really good at establishing structure. Um, I'll take the lead on that. We'll bring everyone along, of course, but I'll take the lead on that. Um, And someone else is a great communicator. And so they might take more of the things in the category on lead on what matters. But being, again, having just an honest and, and clear conversation among board members of how do we want to tackle governance, um, I think is really important. And another piece of that is there are more and more organizations that are really breaking down 
board and staff when it comes to governance and management. And I've thought I've heard of a few recently where governance has become a shared responsibility across board and staff, and that the traditional kind of board governed staff manages has been kind of all mixed up in, in new ways. And ultimately, a group of people needs to figure out what is going to work for that mission in that moment in that community. And whatever that formula is, is great. As long as everybody's, you know, being served in the in appropriate ways and compliance is being maintained. So let me guess what our word of the week is, Nancy. It's spaghetti. It's spaghetti. Yeah. No, it's govern. And that's that's not Latin. We have yet to use Latin. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I love thinking about govern from the perspective of government. Because I think, you know, we've all taken, you know, some level of high school civics and we think about what government is and government is, you know, government for the people and by the people and this notion that that the people being governed have a voice in how they're being governed, the the idea that we all have a responsibility in governance. I think there's a sense of of transparency and accountability in the ideal of governance. You know, we're, we're, we're uh, in a messy democracy, but, you know, in the ideal, there's transparency. And I think that that's a really interesting idea to then transfer over to the nonprofit space, right? How do we become organizations for the people, by the people? Like, what does that mean for us? Does it apply? How does it apply? Um, I think there's just some interesting kind of concepts to to play with there. Well, I totally agree. And I have to admit that when I saw the word govern, I actually did look up the Latin. Well, I don't actually remember if it was Latin. I did. I just looked up what's the root of the word. And um, the root comes from a word to steer. And I thought, oh, that's like, it's so such a great definition of governance, because in order to steer well, you have to know where you're going, right? Like you have to be steering toward something or away from something or, you know, in momentum with something, but you have to be nimble in dealing with the unexpected. And that that's kind of where that coming in my mind, uh, the making decisions and accountability, and you have to be willing to be a driver and not a passenger. You know, the, the ones steering do take on some responsibility. They're not, they're not sitting in the back, just enjoying the ride they're helping a mission to a movement. Love that mission to a movement. Like even just that is so powerful. Yeah. Board members want clarity on what their job is. An effective board has a scope of work that is clear and doable. Govern, when boiled down to its parts, provides the kinds of clarity that board members can use to take action. You establish a structure, make decisions, maintain accountability, and lead on what matters. When you do all four of those, you're able to deliver on your mission. You got this. Thank you for listening to the Nonprofit Radio Show today. Tell your friends about the Nonprofit Radio Show and follow us on your favorite podcast app. Visit nonprofitradioshow.com for tips, tools, and free resources for nonprofits. The show is produced by Nancy Bacon and Sarah Brooks in partnership with the Nonprofit Learning Center, delivering learning and innovation to help nonprofits thrive. Our production team is Steve Fonslet and Mep Schulte of Three Choices Creative Communications. We always love to hear from our listeners. We're inspired by you and other nonprofit leaders doing important work in our communities. <laughs> <laughs>